Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this uh Morning, probably the last day we put Jeff Levy's name in a headline, I would assume and, and hope, but we'll talk about that. Nothing against well, uh, Jeff, though. Yeah, no, no, no. All good for Jeff's, Jeff. Jeff's no, a nice no, guy. No, we no, like no. Jeff. It's Groundhog Day is all. That's yeah. all. I'm, I, at some point, I'd like to like to move on. It's time for that. Uh, Heisman finalists and snubs, maybe some recruiting, I don't know, some SEC bowls, maybe some hoops. I don't know. There's stuff going on. We'll uh, get to that and much more coming up today on the show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in oxford you know to uh just head to the pump any blue sky location in mississippi and when you do that you can uh scan the qr code right there at the pump you get a thousand free points just by doing that that equals 10 bucks and you can use it on the purchase you're currently making there at the pump again any blue sky location in mississippi so do that download the exxon mobile app and save some money in the process lunch specials and much more there at the oxford exxon again come to you from the clark ford studio we are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. No haggle, no hassle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. You'll love everything about dealing with Clark Ford. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. You'll find out what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Also in New Albany. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy. Great appetizers. Uh, great bars. Beer selection. Full bar. The whole deal. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and in New Albany. Um, so most people saw this yesterday, um, and it was expected, um, for frankly, the last few weeks, uh, Matt Corral not invited to New York for the, uh, Heisman Trophy ceremony Four uh, finalists were chosen. We, we knew it was four, I guess a week or so ago, something like that. Um, Bryce Young is going to win. He is invited the Alabama quarterback, CJ Stroud, the Ohio state quarterback, Kenny Pickett, the Pittsburgh quarterback. And then Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan defensive end, who kind of had a good bit of momentum off his Ohio State game here. Uh, a couple the hell of a game! Ago. So that is uh, those are your those are your your, your finalists. Um, you would like to have seen what if Matt could have. And I think Matt would have been invited had he stayed healthy. I mean, you look at his stats after Tennessee, the ankle, and I mean, it, it certainly, if nothing else, I think cost him an invitation, mm-hmm. probably over Kenny Pickett. Um, Probably because mm-hmm. Ole Miss had the better team. Um, I think that would be the the safe assumption there from that uh, that standpoint. Um, I mentioned to Neil before we started the show. I thought that I forget the guy's name. Cole Kubelik retweeted it this morning. There was a column in the Lansing, Michigan paper 
and I clicked on it because he successfully clickbaited me a little bit because I thought it was going to be the local guy that was bashing the local player, and I was like, oh, I got to read it. So see, see what this is going to look like today. Um, I remember back in 03, somebody didn't vote for Eli for the Heisman locally. Um, heard about that. Do what? I heard about that. Yeah, you did you? Kind of a big deal around here at the time. Uh, I voted for Eli for the Heisman. Did you? And I wasn't covering Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, did you tell Ed that later when he got pissed off or in Houston or anybody? You go, no, you know, just FYI, I, I voted for Eli. Just, 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 just filling you in there. Yeah, I can't remember. Unlike, unlike Gene over there. People, people would get angry at me down the road, and I would always point out that I did vote for him. Yeah. So, his point, though, was that, A, it's a quarterback award, because um, he's talking about Kenneth Walker for the most part in his column, because that's who plays for Michigan State. Uh, the quarterbacks have won 17 in the last 21 years. It has definitely become a quarterback award. It's become a quarterback award for a couple different reasons. A, they're the leaders of teams. B, the stats are so easily digestible. In today's world of college football, the quarterback stats are insane. I think those are all reasons for uh, for that. Sure. His point, and it's a lot like what Neil has talked about a lot with the AP Top 25, it's the same principle, is that beat writers having so many Heisman votes, they cover their team. They're not watching a ton of football otherwise, especially on Saturday. They're not dissecting it because – to, to to vote for Matt Corral, second, third, anything, any anywhere on their ballot right now, you have to go, hey, he's elevating Ole Miss to a point that most people would not elevate their team. Frankly, it's the offensive version of what people are trying to argue with Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan with defensive end over Will Anderson at Alabama, who won the Nagurski Award last night for the best defensive player in, in that little thing. And Will Anderson, I think, is a better football player than Aiden Hutchinson. I think he has better stats than Aiden Hutchinson, but he plays for Alabama. And there's an assumption that because it's a plug-and-play deal and he's got five stars all around him, and that's one of the reasons he didn't pick up as much momentum. He also, for whatever reason, didn't get that media splash of a game that Hutchinson did against Ohio State. So point being, he said that – the nuance has left the award. It's become a completely stats award for the most part, and that, that that's a very accurate thing. Matt needed nuance for an invitation, um, and that was mm-hmm. probably not going to happen from an Ole Miss standpoint um, or from from any standpoint for, uh, for that matter. The award has never necessarily been a big deal, I don't feel like. I don't think it's some, like, oh, my God thing. But I do feel like it is absolutely lessened in importance because of how it just seems like, hey, best player, best team. Is that fair? I don't know. Um, I don't know. It, 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 I guess I've got complicated views on it. Number one, I don't think any of this is all that serious. No, it's sports. It's a, it's a whole, trophy in a sport. Whole scheme of life, it's going to be okay. Um, Matt got hurt. Real quick, yes, Matt. Jeff Leby is no longer the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. I'm willing to, to say yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's over. I don't know why Oklahoma. I, saying, I think is dealing the, with some Bryles compliance stuff. A lot of the questions in this thread, if you subscribe to RebelGrove.com, yeah. <laughs> you would know these answers. <laughs> it's uh, if you subscribe for a year, it's like eight sixty four a month. Is that what it comes out to? Something like that. Um, it is the same price that it was during the Eisenhower administration. Same price it was during the Madison administration. I mean, the price never changes. We are the only thing out there that's not impacted by inflation just never so um, a lot of the questions with a certain degree of detail and nuance and everything that comes when you listen when you can sit down and write something uh, is there at rebelgrove.com so you should go subscribe and I actually right now there's a uh, there's a promo there is I can't remember the details of the promo rivals 2021 is the promo code yeah 
And so if you're a first-timer. You get the first year for 2021. Yeah, $20.21. You get your first year of Rivals.com. So that'd be divided by 12, like a buck 70 or so, roughly, a month. A buck 70. It's like the the bargain of all bargains. So anyway, all that there at uh, rebelgrove.com. What was I talking about, the Heisman? Yeah, yeah, um, I still think it's a really cool award. I think it's the most prestigious award in college sports. Oh, sure. Um, It's the only one of the national awards that people pay attention to. I saw Eli joke around about, you know, winning the Maxwell and winning the United, but he didn't, the Unitas, but he didn't win the the Heisman. Yeah. And – you know, that's probably the one he probably would trade the other two for the Heisman. Yes, um, and I, I have, I have no problem. I'm a voter. I have no problem at all admitting that people like me probably should not be voters if it's a super serious thing. If it's a super serious thing, there need to be about ten voters, a committee, and they need to be locked in every week. And I don't know that it's that important. Um, the guy who's going to win it is the guy who I think deserves to win it. So at the end of the day, it's all good. Now, if you're going to make a big deal out of who gets invited and who doesn't. To That's pro- a good point. There's two different conversations. Yes. Invitees versus winner. And understand the invitees are simply. The top vote getters. Yes, but they're, they only bring multiple people there because ESPN is going to make a two-hour show of it. Mm-hmm. And they got to have some people to talk to. And stories to tell. So they'll dive in deep on the Kenny Pickett story. They'll dive in deep on the uh, Asa Hutchinson story. You'll hear a lot about C.J. Stroud and C.J. Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. What did I say? Asa, the governor of Arkansas. Oh, you might hear about him too. (laughs) I mean, they might talk about him. Um, Whatever. And that's kind of my point. And so if you're the guy or the girl that sits and watches that show, well, that's what it's for. They're going to try to tell you stories and entertain you. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if who gets invited is a big deal to you, then I guess you, you can be a little irritated today. Matt's chances of winning the Heisman disappeared when he injured his ankle in the final minutes of the Tennessee game. To his everlasting credit, he will be a legend at Ole Miss for as long as he has breath, and probably beyond that, frankly, because of what he did to carry this football team in the second half of the season when everybody was hurt, Mm -hmm. and he sort of set the example for we're going to gut through this, we're going to make it, we're going to get to the end. Um, but his, his production fell off. The only way Matt Corral was going to win the Heisman on a 10-2 and two Ole Miss team was to have eye-popping numbers because of your point, which is if you're a guy who covers Michigan or who covers Ohio State or who covers Iowa or who covers Penn State, how many Ole Miss football games are you watching? Not many. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe you watch the A&M game, but defense won that game. Matt wasn't great that night. He was gutty and gritty, and people like us who cover Ole Miss and who follow Ole Miss and who watched every Ole Miss game, we understand his value. Yeah. 
he also lost the Heisman with his ankle and the fact that he was out three wide receivers, two offensive right. linemen, and a tight end for most of the season. But asking someone yeah, who yeah, covers, I mean. yeah, asking yeah. someone who said covers Penn State to apply that level of nuance to his or her ballot is unrealistic. In the same way that if you were to come to me as someone who covers Ole Miss and say, "Tell me about the Penn State season," I'd say, "Well, they went seven and five. You know, they kind of." Lost some heartbreakers in the Big Ten. Yeah, but what happened? I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm in the South. I cover Ole Miss, and I basically watch SEC games. And I'm a guy who probably watches more Big Ten than the overwhelming majority of SEC beat yeah. writers. And if you asked me to really break down what happened to most Big Ten teams over the course of the season, I couldn't do it. I could probably tell you about Iowa. I could probably tell you about Michigan. I could probably tell you about Ohio State to a certain degree. And then it would probably start to wind down there. He needed – now, he would he would have more rushing yards, obviously. But in general, he needed a season a lot like what Kenny Pickett did to get in. Yes. Kenny Pickett ended up with 4,300 yards, 42 touchdowns, and seven interceptions And on the season. And if you watched Pickett down the stretch in their big games, Clemson, Wake, he put up eye-popping numbers. And he had big plays, big pass plays. And Bryce Young won the game. What was going to win the trophy? Why? Because he had two big moments. Mm-hmm. Down 10-3, to the ball on his own two, with the starting wide receiver out. He took them to a a game-tying drive and then won the game in overtime on a two-point play. Mm -hmm. So that was part one. And then against the defense that we all, everybody, us included, built up to be the impenetrable wall, he penetrated the wall. Mm -hmm. He diced and sliced. And had big plays, had that scramble run for a touchdown, had the deep ball passes to uh, Williams and and, and Mechie before Mechie got hurt. He had those plays throughout that game on Saturday against Georgia in a game that everyone was watching because it impacted so many teams and the playoff race and all of that stuff. It was a super hyped game, and he delivered. And so he's going to win, and he deserves to win. And so then if you want to get into the debate of who, who should finish second, who should finish third, who should finish fourth, and so on, okay. I mean, I voted Corral second on my ballot. But I had the benefit of watching 12 games and, and, and having the understanding of what he meant to that team and to that program. And then there were people on this beat. I mean, Nick wrote about it, so I'm not calling him out, who said he doesn't deserve to be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I can't sit here and tell you that I that Nick Suss's opinion is wrong. I disagree with it. But there are other people who see that, who just – and I think Nick's argument is, is numbers-based. And frankly, a lot of the young voters, that's kind of how they do it. I think they vote by numbers and analytics and stats. And if you're doing that, then Corral didn't make your ballot. Mm-hmm. And you can only vote for three. You vote first, second, and third. Now, I thought the biggest snub was Will Anderson, frankly. From a straight, even from the criteria that most people vote on, and the fact there was a defensive player on the ballot, I thought the biggest snub was Will Anderson because he's a better football player than Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, but he didn't have the media attention. He didn't have the game. He didn't have the game, and and Hutchinson in in Michigan's biggest game of the season was dominant. 
in an 11 o'clock time slot on one of the probably the biggest football Saturday of the season, a game that, a day that everybody still talks about, right? It was two days after the Egg Bowl. And Matt didn't have a massive Egg Bowl. That was his last chance with the big stage, with everybody watching college football on Thanksgiving night. He had a really solid game. And he, frankly, he had a nuance game. But if you didn't know the nuance, you didn't see it. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. You know, and he threw the late pick that kind of let them back into the game. Any ch- I thought any chance of him getting invited disappeared in Jet Johnson's arms. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's fair. I'm just telling you what I thought. And then, um, you know, Hutchinson on that Saturday morning into the early afternoon with the snow falling in Ann Arbor in a game that everybody watches that is an awesome game. Michigan-Ohio State's kind of the, the Iron Bowl of the, of the Midwest. Sure. It was awesome, and he was awesome. He dominated the game. And C.J. Stroud's Heisman chances disappeared that day. Mm-hmm. And he went into that day probably as a co-favorite. Yeah, I thought he was probably, yeah. And his Heisman chances disappeared in one day. And so it's the way it is. I mean, it, is it fair? I don't know. Is it equitable? Probably not. Does it matter? Not really. Does it suck for Matt a little bit that he doesn't get to fly to New York and hang with those guys and get his 10 minutes of, of appreciation on an ESPN made-for-TV produced television show? Maybe. Does it matter? No. It's not going to cost you a recruit. No recruit's going to go, you know, I was going to go to Ole Miss if Matt Corral had been invited to New York, but since he wasn't. I think what, and again, none of this really, really matters. I'm not even necessarily frustrated. I think the thing is what, I mean, frankly, credit to Jeffrey here. We talked about this in September and October a little bit, is that it becomes, there's a good bit of recency bias to it, too. Mm-hmm. You need the game in November. You need the game in sure. one of the last days of the season. Sure. Like you, you're almost at a disadvantage if you're the favorite in September or October, because they get tired of you and they look for something else. And there has they start picking you apart. Unless you put up the huge numbers, at which point, but you, over and over and right, over, and at over which point again. it becomes a steamroll. Yeah, and that's the, he had an opportunity to steamroll because I guess to, that's my point with Will Anderson is Will Anderson was a better football player for 14 weeks. It wasn't close. Like in week eight. Those two were not even – I mean, frankly, Sam Williams has numbers fairly close to Aiden Hutchinson. Well, go back and look at this again with, from Matt's standpoint. He damn near breaks the ankle against Tennessee. And then he has to turn around the next week. It's a huge game against LSU, and, and he's limping all over the field. We all said, man, look at the toughness. But in fairness to the guy who's covering Penn State, and I'm just using Penn State as an example, I don't know who Penn State played that day. But that guy probably didn't get to sit and watch the 2.30 time slot and watch Ole Miss play LSU. But he probably did pull up stats. He probably did see, hey, Ole Miss won. What were Corral's numbers? Oh, not, not nothing out of the ordinary. Then they go to Auburn the next week, and you know the rest of that game. What were Matt's numbers that night? Not particularly good. And so the guy that covers – Again, Penn State or Southern Cal or Arizona or whatever who has votes in this, he sees Ole Miss loses at Auburn. Let's look at Corral's stats. Oh, not very good. He didn't play well. And he kind of falls off the radar at that point. It's just how it works. Whether it's right or wrong, good or bad, it's just it's how it works. It's, how it's going to continue to work. Uh, 
Let's talk about that. A couple other things coming up here uh, after the break in a second. Sorry, I've gotten really distracted by something. Um, podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're going to look at underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Walk-On's Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing your game day with the taste of Louisiana. Excuse me, mouthwatering Louisiana cuisine, po' boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, and more. Juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. They're open in Oxford at uh, 1737B University Avenue, and they're also open in uh, Ridgeland. They're in the Jackson area, 720 Highland Colony Parkway. Walk-On's Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant. We're also brought to you by uh, Brothrow. Um, it's a sport, social sports betting network. It's free to use. It's uh, really a cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group. Uh, make friends and invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. Bet.brothrow.com backslash MPW. Also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Go to MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE. Get 35% off any products from the site. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more. Again, MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Promo code REBELGROVE. It's holiday 2021's the last big uh, promotion from our friends at Dead Soxy, where if you buy more, you save more. So here's how this works. 25% off any order if you just use the code REBELGROVE. 25%. If you uh, order $120 or more of Dead, so- Dead Soxy gear, you'll use the promo code HOLIDAY30, and you'll get, as you might guess, 30% off. If you order $240 or more, you enter the HOLIDAY40 code, and you get 40% off. Obviously, each tier has a code that must be applied at checkout. Every order over $120 gets a free mesh bag while supplies last, and you get free shipping on orders of $60 or more. And as always, stay soxy. It's the uh, holiday season. People starting to get ready for Christmas parties and such, and uh, bowl games and trips to New Orleans and all of those things. If you're doing any of those things, you want to make sure you have Game Changer patches at the ready. It's the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is uh, used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Had someone ask me yesterday about uh, getting in touch with ACS. I was happy to do that. If your uh, business is one that uh, might need a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff, a UL508A panel shop. If uh, you need service or installation of Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers, you need to get in touch with Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's ACSLLCMS.com or uh, 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate based out of Jackson. They service the entire state and all commercial asset classes. Uh, This week's property spotlight is Paragon Center in Ridgeland. It's comprised of 150,000 square feet of office space located on Highland Colony Parkway. 
It's experiencing substantial commercial growth in that area. It's alongside some of the most affluent neighborhoods in Mississippi. So if you'd like to learn more about this opportunity to house your professional office, call Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell at 601-586-3220. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. See everything going on this week and every week, including Holly Jolly Holiday, still going through December the 12th. You've got ice skating at the pavilion. That's off University Avenue, not the one on campus. Real ice, carriage rides on uh, the square. you got Santa coming to visit Oxford this weekend on Saturday. Plenty of different uh, activities, ice carving up, and uh, and much more. So, again, going through December 12th, cool event here locally in Oxford. Holly Joe Holiday, just visit OxfordMS.com slash events. So, not reporting this at all, um, but told a few minutes ago that it's possible that Jeff Lebby actually remains to coach the ball game. Um, oh, really? At Ole Miss, yeah. Said that... Seeing Matt off, um, frankly, probably coaching against Baylor if you want to get into some personal thoughts for a minute. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, yeah, not report. I mean, I'm literally just getting, doing some work while we're doing the podcast, but told it's possible he does uh, remain to call plays for the bowl game. Well, you know. Not reporting that. I don't know. but Breaking, yeah. Colin. You know, I, I was saying this on the message board this morning. There's going to be this rush on the part of, many in our field, to throw hot boards up against a wall and to do this breathless time-stamped reporting that, quite frankly, is very effective in terms of selling advertising. It, mm-hmm. I mean, subscribing it works. I mean, it's it absolutely works. I don't know that Lane Kiffin's going to be in a hurry. Whether Jeff Lebby's at the game or not, but if you told me that Jeff Lebby is going to be at the bowl game to coach, which is a dead period, you can't be recruiting during that time. And frankly, if Jeff was in his hotel room calling kids to recruit for Oklahoma, nobody would care. So, But if, my point is, is if you told me that, I'd tell you that Lane's going to take his time. Maybe go to the coaches' convention and talk to some people in person, do some interviews. There's no rush whatsoever to bring in an offensive coordinator. There's no reason to hurry. This is a, a purchase that you want to get right. My only question about that is, like, Marquise Watson was recruiting last night for Ole Miss, uh, certainly because Levy is 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 occupied with Oklahoma stuff this week. I don't know how that works if you keep somebody on. Like, I, I have no idea. Like, that's the only semantics issue I have in my head. That only has to do with going on the road. But you can't have more than whatever full-time assistance. So he can't be elevated to go out on the road. He could elevate him temporarily. Like, then, literally, like, for five days and then off. Yep, and then, through yeah. the 15th, and then they could de-elevate him. You 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 de-elevate Levy or whatever he the hell that is. Yeah, because then, I, I, listen, they, they don't start practicing again until next week. They're not practicing this week. They're going to practice some next week. I don't think, from the sounds of it, Ole Miss is going to use the full allotment of fifteen practices, which I know will. God, there will be some old men that will lose their minds over practices left available. Can you imagine that at the at the beacon? I mean, there were that that will. That will lead to some real indigestion in those conversations. I mean, holy shit. They will lose their – you're not using all 15 practices? Well, this is an opportunity to develop players. Those are lost. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there was a day where every staff would have thought that too. Like, yeah. even the even the coaches back in the day. Yeah, like, I mean, I just don't think they're even going to get – from what I'm hearing, I don't think they're even going to get close to actually using 15 practices. Um. They're going to practice for a few days, break for the holiday, and then they'll, my guess is, convene in uh, in New Orleans on the 26th. And they'll practice down there a little bit and play the game, and that'll be that. But if 
if Jeff's part of that staff that week in New Orleans, you know, you don't, you're not in any hurry to bring in an offensive coordinator. And it's not even if you, let's say you hired an offensive coordinator tomorrow, you're not changing anything for the Sugar Bowl. Well, no, it's not, hey, come put in your offense and let's, I mean, no. I mean, absolute worst case scenario if Levy was not staying for the bowl game would be Lane running Levy's offense. Yeah. He'll call the play. Using Levy's terminology, yeah, Levy's language, and with the quarterback that's run that offense for two years, they would kind of march right on. You would miss Jeff's eyes in the press box. Yeah, sure. That's it. Of course. Which is a lot. I mean, because he's brilliant. But, you know, it wouldn't be the first game that Lane Kiffin called the plays ever in his life. He's done it before. He'll. <coughs> it's one of the things I wrote about him. It's, it's, he would know how to use the play sheet. It's, yeah. Lane has two options going forward replacing Jeff. He can either go out and hire another offensive coordinator or he can use that spot for a recruiter and he can call the plays. But that is just, if you talk to coaches who do that, they'll tell you that it is so taxing. Because when you're calling plays, you are, you've got to get off in your own world mentally because you're always thinking ahead. And then when you're being the head coach, mm-hmm. it's just hard to do. There are some people that do it, but it's few and far between, honestly. The guy that truly is coordinating the offense and calling the plays. Well, and typically when they do, their first thing when something goes awry is to stop and realize they don't need to be doing it. You see that a lot. You know, Miles yeah. on did that. You know, there's been, hey, yeah. nah, that's that. Yeah, it, and you've got to be neurotically organized to do that. And and that's, I don't know that that's Lane. But he's done it before. He did it at FAU and they were effective. But there's a little bit more demands on you when you're the head coach at an SEC school than there are when you're the head coach at a whatever league FAU is in. Conference USA. You say that in a way that made me feel like I should have known that. I should have known. Conference USA? Yeah, I should have known that they were in Conference USA. I I just didn't know. I feel like we've been fairly focused on Conference USA lately, between Liberty headed over there and Lane. I don't know. It's it's been popping into my mind. Really? Yeah, for whatever reason, I feel like we're constantly going back to Conference USA. I think I'm old enough that now my mind doesn't work in effectively that much and so I I don't know the conference USA well, as opposed to like you said mind. hey who's in the Mountain West well I don't know we haven't talked about the Mountain West yeah. Utah State won the Mountain West they did yeah cha-ching did you know um, um, they've got some Ole Miss connections out there they do yes they're great our guy Paul Jackson's out is. there uh-huh. there's another coach on that staff really? I think that has some Ole Miss ties really yeah okay I mean that's not a shock that Hartwell would pull into that area no um, I, I, but Paul's fine. Yes, I don't even know why I'm laughing. Yeah, he's a fine. different cat, but I mean, most strength and conditioning coaches are different yeah, cats. I mean, I mean come on. That, I mean, that, that, that. hey, he's a real low key individual. That's yeah, not typically what you get out of strength coach. Not usually. <laughs> I mean, I call the Alabama upset. Call the Utah State upset. I mean, forget the overall rankings. I mean, championship Saturday. <laughs> Got some, got some things accomplished. There's so many questions in the thread. So many comments in the thread that if you were subscribing to rebelgrove.com, you, you would know these answers. Such a wasted opportunity on your part. Rivals 2021, you said? That's the code? I believe that's correct. Yeah, yes. you get a year for $20.21. And yes, your card gets entered and it automatically rolls over. It'll be all right. 
I mean, come that's on. the purpose. I mean, I mean, with all due respect to everyone, we're not the only organization that gets your card and rolls it over. I don't know of one that doesn't actually. I mean, the athletic raised their prices this week. I saw that. Yeah, they, I think they. I think they said one dollar a month, which was their PR way of saying they're raising it by twelve dollars. Um, yeah. I don't have a problem. I actually think it was a little more than $12. I think it was like ballpark. Yeah, I think it was significantly more than that. Yeah. I enjoy the athletics. So I paid for it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I pay for stuff that I probably don't use. Like, I, I will say about the I need the to go athletic. make a list of stuff that I'm using and cancel yeah. some stuff. I will say about the athletic, because I, I'm not as interested in a multitude of pro sports that you are. I don't find their college content overly compelling on an annual, on a consistent basis. No, not really. So it's a little, I, I get it because I'm really annoyed when there's something I want to read and I can't, if I'm completely honest, more than I appointment viewing read it. But I just kind of want it there in case. It's, it's sort of my deal with them. I like it for their baseball coverage. I mean, their their Cubs coverage is the best Cubs coverage. I like Sahad of Sharma. I like uh, Mooney, Patrick Mooney. Okay. So I read their stuff. It's cool, whatever. And then I get I get some pretty good NBA stuff, though I'm less into the NBA this year than I've been in a long time. But uh, they do a good job with pro sports. They do a really good job with the NFL. You know, like If you want to read a lot of Bears content or Bengals content, mm-hmm. they, they do a really good job with that. Yeah, I, I don't really subscribe to them for college content. Occasionally, they have some decent college stuff, but sure. but their their bread and butter is oh, it's pro, it's pro. Like uh, Trent Rosecrans does a fantastic job covering the Cincinnati Reds for them, just a brilliant job. And I'm not a Reds fan, but I I read his stuff because it's that good. Our buddy uh, used to cover Mississippi State, went to Florida. Will Sammons. Yeah, Will covers the Brewers for them. Does oh, a, that's right. Does a great job covering the Brewers. I forgot he was doing that. Now. And I read a lot of Brewers stuff because I obviously cheer against them night in and night out. So I read a lot of his stuff. Will was the one that introduced me to Steve Robertson's first book the first time. I'm sitting in Hoover and I said, have you seen this? I said, no. Oh. He slid it across. Yeah, yeah. We had a moment. Um, it was, so he's written two books and a poem book? I believe that's correct, yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. The flim flam bim bam thing. Um, he was brought up on the message board this morning. People, yeah, people. He was he was kind of worked up a little bit. Personal. Recruitment's <laughs> gotten personal. Yeah, for him. Was he implying that it was personal to him, or that it was personal? Because all recruiting is personal. Your people. The rec- goal is for it to get personal. <laughs> people yes, recruiting yes. people is is it's a very by personal definition thing. personal. Right. If people are recruiting people to come be a part of your people organization, that is, by definition, personal. I, f- <laughs> I feel like he probably feels like he has a stake in this one with it being his hometown. Yeah, he's from Columbia. My guess. Is there a word, a world where a kid from Hatley, you would be, it would be personal to you? Is, I mean, other than a kid who was your kid. That is not an excuse. If I said I said this on no, the Ole Miss has recruited kids from Amory before, and I haven't gone. You know what? This I'm mean, in this one. This means more. Who, who do I need to call? I mean, you I don't mean, do. Gotta, you don't write an update on that and go hashtag. It just means more. Yeah. I mean, if Ole Miss is recruiting a kid from Ruston, I mean, I might, I might, and they have. I might, I might be more curious, but it won't be. Pers- yeah, you're wondering, hey, who's his mama and them? We yeah. Start doing do I thing. do I know anybody? But it's not personal by any stretch. I mean, if I talked to the kid, I might be like, hey, man, I'm from Ruston, too. That'd be about the extent of it. And he'd be like, you're how old? A thousand? I don't know you. 
So the whole, I'm from Colombia, he's from Colombia, this is personal to me? No. It shouldn't be. Yeah. You probably should check yourself at the gate a little bit better. Uh, Otis will leave sometime today. He will uh, head to Hattiesburg for the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Classic. They have um, to be in Jackson at 2 o'clock. Oh, it's That's Jackson? What, okay. Uh, they leave, well, they leave they together Jackson? in okay. Jackson on a bus to go to Hattiesburg. Oh, do they? Okay. See, I hate myself for knowing that. I mean, I really do. I mean, like right now, right now, the, the the sensation that just went through my body was me saying to myself, "You are such a loser," that I knew that. I'm I, I'm fighting that. So for me, no, it would never be personal. But I do know that because I'll tell you how I know it. Okay. I was talking to um, one of the two wide receivers. I want to say it was Larry Simmons, but it might have been Jeremiah Dillon. I don't know. Okay. They're both really nice young people. I enjoyed talking to both of them. But one of them said that they had to be in Jackson at 2 o'clock today. Okay. Because they were leaving at 2 from Jackson to go to Hattiesburg. And you remembered that. For the game. Yeah, that stuck out in my feeble brain. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I remember that? There was no reason to remember that. We mentioned it for just a second yesterday. Um, What... What is the uh, roster difficulty now with Robert Allen out? Just because I'm going to forget this otherwise. What, like, what, what, where, where do these minutes come from? It's Sammy Hunter, right? I mean, what, what does this mean? Well, so it's a big blow. I mean, it's not as big as losing Jarkel Joyner, but it's right there. First thing he is is he's the Kermit loves to run a one-three-one zone defense. And the most important player in that defense is the top player, kind of the tip of the spear, if you will. Mm -hmm. And Robert was that. He did all the intangible things, screens, rebounds, hustle plays, help defense, communicate. He's a selfless player. He's getting a lot of minutes. So who takes his minutes? Well, now you ask Jamin Brakefield to step up and play a bigger role. And Jamin might be capable of that, honestly. But you're asking Jamin, okay, it's grow up now. Sure. And then, yeah, Sammy's going to have to play more. Uh, you're already asking a ton of, of Nazir Brooks, the center. I don't think you can ask more of him. I don't think that's a realistic uh, path for Kermit. Um, the freshman from uh, Kentucky, Eric, I can't pronounce his name. Van something. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, he hadn't played yet much. He might have to play a little bit. Might have to become a shooter on the outside a little. Um, it hurts them. It's a big blow. It's, 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 it's a big blow, period. It's The answer is Jamin Brakefield has to step up and now play a much bigger role. And Sammy's got to come off the bench and, and take some minutes, and he's got to be far more consistent than he's ever been in his old Van, Van Landingham. Is that, I, I can't yeah. say his name. Bigger or less than Ruffin if you had to put an impact on bigger, them? Bigger. Bigger they have guards. Because I think there's signs that Matthew Morell is about to happen. It does look like that. I mean, I, yeah, Matthew's starting to play with real confidence. I mean, he damn looks the part, that's for sure. I mean, that's think, never been the thing. We'd all like to look like that just for one day, just to walk around. Yeah. But he's starting to play. He's starting to play as, as as good as he looks. And he had some shots the other night that almost went in. He got some open looks. They're creating looks for him, and he's taking them now without hesitation, 
which is if you're Kermit, what you have to see, you have he has to be aggressive. Even if he misses, he has to move on and, and, and keep shooting because they don't shoot well and they need Matthew to shoot the basketball. And and he did. He's coming along. They'll they'll get uh roughing back in about a week and a half. That will help. And Deshaun's gonna have to play. Because now they're gonna have to go small more to answer your question. One of the things is they're going to have to change. They'll have to go small far more. I think Jamin can be the top tip of the spear on that zone defensively, but Jamin has a little tendency to get in foul trouble. Uh, Robert did not have that tendency, so Jamin's got to work on that and, and immediately. But if Jamin gets in foul trouble and Sammy's not effective, you go small. You go four, four guards and Nizer Brooks. Again, it's tough. A team that didn't have a lot of margin for error – that margin for error just shrunk. I thought Brooks played pretty well on Saturday. Yeah. He's pretty good. Well, he's a very good defensive player. Uh-huh. I mean, they would love for him to score more, and that's just not yeah. his game. He did hit the three of four down the stretch on the line, which was quite Yeah, oh, there. his free throws were big. Because <laughs> I mean, that yeah. game was like, whoa, are they really going to blow this? Well, he kind of kept composure, too. You looked at him, it looked like he was making a ham sandwich. Like, dude, never, like, smile, growl, like, just give me the ball. Give me the ball. Yeah, he's he's a okay. good he's a good Just kid. He works he works really hard. His offense. His he's also twenty five years yeah. old. Yeah, I shouldn't say kid anymore. Yeah, it's twenty five. Um, he was a freshman in two thousand sixteen. His his game is um, his offensive game is just kind of limited. You'll see him miss bunnies around the rim, and I just think that's kind of who he is. He has a hard time finishing at the rim offensively. He's very good defensively as a rim protector, as a as a presence. He's a very good rebounder. Uh, puts his body in the right place. They do a lot of that. It just – you look around the league. I mean, I don't know. I, I know you haven't watched these teams. If you watch Alabama, like Alabama just took it to Gonzaga the other night. Yeah, beat Gonzaga. If, if you watch Alabama, if you watch Auburn, if you watch Tennessee, if you watch Arkansas, I didn't mention Kentucky. If you watch LSU, it's going to be tough. Now, Florida got beat last night by, like, Texas Southern. Did they really? Yeah, Mike was not – not happy, basically. That's but, who Ole Miss opens league play with at home. Um, I think December twenty seventh is the date on that. Twenty ninth, something, like that. something yeah. like that. So, um, in the thread, Ryan Kelly, what's needed from Crowley this season? Step up, and he's done some of that. And someone else asked about Ty Fagan. He's got to step up too because they're going to have to go small. And Ty's been pretty good. He was not good against Memphis, and they they took him out and really never put him back in. They need I mean, your guards. Look, if you're going to play small, your guards have to play well. If you're going to have any chance at all, I mean that's five people play at one time. So if you're playing four guards, you got to have guards who are impactful, or else you're going to get your ass kicked. But I do wonder now, like when you play in Auburn, who's guarding Jabari Smith? Because it was going to be Robert Allen. And Robert has the ability to put a big body on a young, talented guy like that and, and dis- disrupt him some. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Jamin's prepared to do that yet. Yeah, We'll see. He's going to get an opportunity. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 MBPS, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available Corner controls, network security, and much more. So call the office, get the best internet around again, 662-238-3159. With Christmas 
<laughs> Christmas. With Christmas now just a month away. It's all just completely falling apart. It's officially time to start planning for holiday gifting, and our friends at Blue Delta have the perfect gift for the season. Blue Delta has introduced their video gift cards, a gift card with a built-in video screen. It's easy. Simply head to BlueDeltaJeans.com, purchase a, a gift card, and Blue Delta will help you record a personalized message and upload to the video card for you. Supply chain issues will be a problem this Christmas, but these video gift cards are a surefire way to make sure the gifts get delivered. The guys at Blue Delta sent me one of these. It's a great concept, a great presentation. It's the perfect gift for a single person or for a group of employees. So it's BlueDeltaJeans.com to purchase or shoot the guys a DM on social media, and they'll get you taken care of. I noticed on social media they have another promo going as well, so I would suggest that you check them out at uh, Blue Delta Jeans on like Instagram or Twitter or whatnot and check that out, especially if you're looking at buying multiple pairs of jeans. Sure. Uh, we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. It's 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for more than 75 years, uh, for almost 75 years, I should say, but who's counting? From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Lamonsfinejewelry.com or 662-234-2777. Uh, Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Southern. I was called Comer, I should say, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call uh, Southern, 662 429 4429. If you're looking for uh, Rebel Gear for the Ole Miss fan in your life here in this holiday season, highly recommend uh, the College Corner. It's your one stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to uh, Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. You can go to uh, collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Also, you could go to The Rogue at 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. I talked to Chance Campbell yesterday around, I don't know, 6 o'clock or so. That's up on this YouTube channel. I'll make a content item of it uh, momentarily and bring that to you as well. But about 20 minutes or so with Chance, it was really one of our better conversations. And I think you'll enjoy that. That's brought to you by The Rogue. Again, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. They've got a great collegiate collection. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, whatever. They've got a lot of that stuff if you are uh, wrapping up some of your uh, shopping. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. It's uh, mypinwealth.com. Pinnacle is also home to the uh, Pinnacle 401k Advisory Services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. I guess it's brought to you by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G&M right there on South Lamar in Oxford and Tyson Drugs on the square in Holly Springs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync to your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Whether it's one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery, you get what you need when you need it there from G&M and Tyson Drugs. Again, 662 236 Two 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 two. Yeah, the lone SEC basketball game yesterday was uh, the uh, the Gators and Texas Southern. Texas Southern, I guess, out of the swag. They uh, they win sixty nine fifty four in Gainesville yesterday for their first win of the season. They were zero seven coming in yesterday. That's going to be a net 
Oh, that ain't good. Three, Kicker. whatever it can be. Florida now six and two. Um, their other loss was to uh, Oklahoma. I don't know where that game was. I don't know when the next practice is for the Gators, but I'm glad I'm not part of that team. That's going to be a film study that is a problem Boy. in a lot of ways right there. Film followed by a long, not fun practice. 69-54 to Texas Southern. Mm. Now, on the other side, I would not want to be the team that plays Florida next. Ooh. You're going to get. At the moment, they're still ranked 20th in the country. You're going to get their wake-up call. Uh, they play North Florida tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. God bless them. Is that the Ospreys? Isn't that Ooh. correct? I don't, that, it's, it, Isn't North Florida the Ospreys? I, I, these are things I don't know. Okay. For some reason, I, I think that is correct. I could be wrong. But. I, I could not sit here and tell you you're wrong. I would not have a clue. That's a good name for a mascot. They're the Ospreys. The Ospreys. Yes. That is correct. Hmm. It is some sort of bird. Is it one of those tall birds? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That like walk around and they occasionally fly and they sort of look awkward when they fly, but then you look up and they've really covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. Uh, or is an osprey a little bird? No, it's a it's a big bird, but it's not like an ostrich or something. It's like it almost looks kind of like a hawk or an eagle or something. Like it looks uh, somewhere than that. And that in it's a kind of a fierce bird. Is any team the ostriches? Not that I'm aware of, but uh, it's also called a sea hawk, a river hawk, or a fish hawk. Okay. So they're the Seahawks. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Things you learned today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, okay. Um, yes, the Ospreys. It, I, I think it's a college baseball sickness that I can name like really random mascots because of like just the things you run into in, in those games. I think that's where most of that comes from. Uh, you get a lot of time to play on the internet when you cover college well, now baseball. That, that's a good point. There's a lot of time. a lot of hours. You're just <laughs> just searching around. A lot of time. Some osmosis comes in. Yeah, probably. I, I will say, I mean, with with the basketball thing beating Memphis on Saturday. There was that point, and I think you would probably agree with this, because, I mean, this happened against them against Marquette, happened against them against Boise State, too, where around that 10-minute mark, they sort of fell apart, and they couldn't hit that extra run when yeah. the other team made it in the second half. And I, I thought, you know, Memphis kind of did that, and they cut that thing and sort of whatever. And just the first time Ole Miss showed some growth to kind of respond to that. Well, whatever they're going to be, they cannot have that lull there in that, in, in that second period like that. No. And they – they kind of came out of it. Um, no, if they're going to beat the big boys in the SEC, they're going to have to be pretty locked in for 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, little news this morning from uh, Sam Spiegelman, Trevante Citizen, who's the number two running back in the country. Uh, Lane Kiffin going in with him uh, this uh, this week. He was previously committed to LSU prior to the uh, the coaching change. It looks like. LSU and Florida are still probably the favorites. Um, LSU, now that Brian Kelly's been hired. So you're saying Lane can't do this? Is that what you're saying? You're saying Lane can't recruit? Is it, I mean, is that what you're trying to say? Just say it. Get it out. I'm saying that I think Billy Napier at Florida has an inside track, in my opinion, um, judging by the quotes that I'm reading in front of me. However, um, well, how do you know those quotes aren't made up? Well, I, I have, other than I, I mean, really that trust Sam Spiegelman, I have that no happens idea. in the recruiting industry. That's true because it gets personal. It does. Yes. Uh, 
Ole Miss, Nebraska, Auburn, Florida, Michigan State, LSU. Yeah, those those are the schools for citizen. So. Is he an early enrollee? Um, I can't say that I have any idea. He's from Lake Charles College Prep in oh, Lake okay. Charles, Louisiana. Yeah. What is your guess? My guess is that he ends up at LSU. This week, he has a very busy week. Brian Kelly, Mel Tucker, Scott Frost, Brian Harson, and Lane Kiffin. Oh. Are headed in town. All headed into the house. Mm-hmm. Is he taking a visit this weekend? Is it, are we, do we know anywhere? I don't know. Today, Harson and Cadillac and Derek Mason are going to see him. Oh. Yeah. I know two of those three people. Citizen is not yet sure when he will make his commitment at this stage. Oh, so he got some time. I, I, he was not on my radar prior to he 10 minutes not. ago. No. Well, you should take this more personal. I should. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, 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 that's more than fair. <laughs> See where the uh, the Patriots only threw three passes last night? I watched the whole game. And they're winning. Hang on. You did what? <laughs> Why? Well, I wasn't going to. <laughs> and the Eli Payton thing sucked me in. Oh, did really? And I ended up watching the whole game. And I wasn't like locked in. I was doing other things. But that was a perfect example of had that been any other broadcast, I'd have been checked out. Because the win was a factor. And the Patriots just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. It wasn't a particularly entertaining football game. But Eli and Peyton are great. They are. They're awesome. I mean, and they... They had Dave Letterman on in the second quarter, and he wasn't particularly good. They had Akib Talib on in the third quarter, and he was awesome. I heard he was good. I did not see anything. He was awesome. Was like, I would have watched a full game of Akib Talib talking. Really? Who would have ever known? I mean, not that I would have not thought it, but I just never thought anything about it. It's never crossed my mind. Hey, I wonder what kind of a TV guy Akib Talib would be. It's just not things that I think about on a daily basis. He was absolutely awesome. And then they had Joe Buck, and as much as I want to hate Joe Buck, he was actually pretty good. He he can get really good in some interview stuff like that. I've listened to podcasts with him before. He does tons of kind of baseball podcasts, tons of golf podcasts and everything. So he, 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 he can be pretty good in those small settings like that. Yeah, Bucks, he's all right. He was great. Um, and just the interplay between Eli and Peyton gets better and better, and frankly their broadcasting skills have gotten a little better. They're not really broadcasting. But the, Peyton keeps you on the game. That's his. Eli keeps Peyton from completely nerding out. Eli makes fun of Peyton in a way that I think even Peyton thinks is funny. Mm-hmm. Which is a chore. Yes. Because he can get a little. He can get a little, yeah. Sideways on you. Because Peyton knows his football. Yeah, sure. I mean, Peyton knows his football. I mean, let's be. Yeah. Like if someone says, who do you want to be your offensive coordinator? I think I'd say Peyton Manning. Now he, like anybody in the – He's not taking it, and it's not happening. But I – offensively – Yeah, but hey, Neil, does that help with Arch? <laughs> offensively, he's a genius. He yeah. truly is. He's he's a savant. Yeah, sure. Uh, and, and it's really good, yet he's able to communicate it. He's kind of dialed back some of the hardcore stuff, and they tell you what's coming before the play comes – and yesterday, Peyton was clearly irritated that an NFL team was only throwing the ball three times, but was irritated in kind of a fun, playful way. And there was a lot of Belichick conversation because it was the Patriots on the field. And 
uh, Aqib Tlaib played a couple of years with New England before he right. played with uh, with Denver. He was just really good, and and so I watched it to the to the end, and I couldn't believe. And it's also the great thing about the NFL, and people that don't like the NFL don't appreciate this. But if you love the NFL, you do appreciate this. It's a three-hour game, not a four-hour game, a three-hour game. And from an investment standpoint, it's easier to invest three hours than it is four. Well, A, shorter, and B, you know when it's ending. It was just, they should be, like, they're not, they're not doing another game until the last weekend of the season. And if I'm ESPN, I'm coming up with a way to incorporate them more. And I'm starting to think about, is there a team to do this on college games? Not going to be Elon Payton, but is there somebody I could get to do this on college games? To make the boring college game, and there are such things, less boring. Is it less likely to work at the college level because you have more than one game going and it's so like regional and specific to Maybe. whatever versus... Maybe. Because like, I feel like if you said, hey, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it at noon on Sunday... You'd have a really hard time of getting them to invest yeah. in that. No, I agree. Screen. So maybe I don't know what it is. I, beats me. Yeah. And it's hard to get colleges to do that midweek game of the week because it just well, like if I'm so an SEC much. school and they call me about Thursday night, yeah. I say no. Yeah. The end. Also, I don't think unless I'm forgetting something. Not I, we mentioned this earlier. Non-egg bowl. I don't know that Ole Miss has only. I think they've only done one home Thursday game in modern the modern era. Which was Arkansas in like ninety seven or not? Oh yeah, I remember like that. that. That might have been the day John Avery had the long touchdown run. I think that's right. Yeah, it was either that or they had the kickoff return for a touchdown, like to start the game, one or the other. But I feel like that's it. But, I was at the game. I don't remember which one it was. But that was last night. Was probably and people like me are probably the target demo because I would otherwise not watch Buffalo, New England on a random Monday night. And I watched. And they sucked me in, and I watched the whole damn thing. Yeah, I saw the win. Before the game, he was doing like the Ole Miss Egg Bowl 83 thing where they'd kick it toward the goalpost, and the, it would, the wind would catch it and knock it backwards. It was well, the, the, the guy for Buffalo kicked one. Um, it was on the left hash, and he kicked it, and he was trying to you know do that thing where you kick it to the right, and then it, I guess the, if it was a golf shot, that's a hook. Is that right? Hook is if it goes the what the side you are. So if I'm left handed, yeah. it goes right. Yeah. He was trying to hook it, and the wind the wind did not allow it to hook, and he missed it by just a little bit. It would have made it fourteen to thirteen instead of fourteen to ten. Okay, I think I was paying more attention to the broadcast. It was they were you really were they were good. The Akib Talib quarter was fantastic. It's guest dependent a little bit, and if you're not going to have really good guests, you're better off not having guests. Yeah, well, they do the first the quarter. The average guest is like. They did the qu- first quarter and a half with no guest. Oh, did they really? And then they did David Letterman. And the connection there is that Peyton and David Letterman are pretty close. Oh, really? Yesterday was kind of, I think, Peyton's night. Okay. So he had his people. Yeah, there have been nights where the, you know, they've had Giants people kind of. Yeah, and straight like straight hand. Different yeah. News. And this was, uh, you know, Peyton played in Indianapolis. David Letterman is famously from Indiana. Yes. Um, And so they. they Talked a lot about that. And then Aqib Tlaib was a former Peyton Manning teammate. And then Joe Buck. They had some fun with how <clears throat> Olivia and, and um, Eli's wife, whose name escapes me. I'm sorry. Bless you. Abby. 
um, have gotten irritated in the past with Joe Buck because he's been critical of oh. Eli, and so they had some fun with that. It was good. It was it was very entertaining. And they're not coming back until week sixteen. Or I think so. The last week, but it was really good. I mean, so it it works. Yeah. If you're if you're ESPN, I I dare I would venture to guess that the numbers are off the charts difference and that they have to start thinking about changing how they do it. Well, no, it makes tons of sense for Sunday night or Monday night, either one, when you have the one – because you're drawing in people that wouldn't normally. I mean, I'd watch it both nights. And I like the NFL, but I'm not an NFL well, I junkie. And I don't think they want to take their uh, no their their time no, in that no, no. way. I think the problem will be getting them to do it every week. I think they'd be like, I don't want to do that every week. I got, and they, they both have tons of money, like David Letterman said – he made a joke. He goes, I just kind of hope things start working out for you guys. <laughs> it's been tough. <laughs> Something about retirement and, you yeah, know, yeah. David, Dave Letterman was like, I just kind of hope things start to work out for you guys. Are you a Letterman guy? Did you do much tonight? Yeah, I liked Letterman. Did you? Back in the day, that was a different era of television. You would have chose him over Leno? Yeah. He was funny, silly. Yeah. I think... Not to get like sentimental on you, but like it, I think that was a different era of life. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I think life has changed. Well, it's like, and I'm in an age where like I don't have any. I mean, I obviously remember Leno and Letterman in that era, but I don't have any personal understanding of like how big Johnny Carson was. No idea. Like I'm, I'm, I'm too young for that. I don't know what, what kind of, oh, I re- television that was for people. I can remember. Uh, Carson leading into Letterman, I think. Is that is that the way it worked? I think so. And I remember it being a big deal that Letterman didn't get the NBC deal, and so he went to CBS, and NBC, I guess, hired Leno, and Leno and Letterman would go against each other. That's correct. Yeah. And then there was the Arsenio Hall for a while, had a show, and he was, like, super popular. Seems like that went on for a few years. Late-night TV was a big deal. And it kind of was shaped culture a little bit. Looks like Carson did it until '94. Just a, a quick, uh, quick Google search there, something like that. And then, yeah, uh, Ginger mentions Conan O'Brien. Chet says Carson was just huge, and he was. I mean, he was. Yeah. He was. He was an institution, right? Like, I mean, he launched careers from that show. People watched they, but that was an era chase where you watched the evening, watched the local news at ten o'clock. And then, you know, here's Johnny. <coughs> um, yeah, he was the Tonight Show starting Johnny Carson, 1962 until 1992, 30 years. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, 62 to 92. Yeah, and, and he was just an absolute institution. And I don't know that served in the Navy during World War II. I don't know that TV can be done like that anymore. It's just it's a different era. Yeah, totally different era. But he was, but Letterman was a genius. I always thought Letterman was brilliant. Um, I did not know. I mean, I'm I'm literally just scanning his Wikipedia page. Carson joined the Navy in 1943 and trained at a uh, Millsaps College in Jackson. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, seeing that. So, podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery. JohnstonHillCreamery dot com. Go to the website, see all the different uh, options you have. Stop in by; they've got plenty of add-ons. They make all their local cheese every single day there. It's all got uh, brown dairy farm milk in it. 
and uh, and some great stuff, including the Holiday Artisanal Cheese Box. That is available right now for uh, order. They've got a Holiday Charcuterie Box, a dessert box. That thing's got uh, shortbread holiday cookies, cherry cheesecake hand pies, cannolis, holiday chocolates, chocolate dip, candied oranges. They've also got a, a kid's holiday box. So whether it's a gift or just for uh, you and your family, maybe for the uh, Christmas season, call 662-419-9201. Or email cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. And again, just stop in there. White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford. Again, 662-419-9201. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's a part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allow John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options and know you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387. J. Edwards at RegencyTravel.net. Also brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Delicious menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Um, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio. It's all there. 306 South Lamar in Oxford. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, highly suggest that you go to Grenada Nissan in Grenada, Mississippi, just off Interstate 55. Grenada uh, Nissan has a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Uh, Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662 567 Two five seven three six six two eight four two thirty eight forty four. Also brought to you by Service Specialist. Offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. So whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, really no matter what field you're in, if you're a recent grad without much experience, if you are a someone who's looking to relocate to Mississippi, looking for a job, but you want to keep it quiet, Service Specialist is the place for you. Also, if you are looking to hire talent for your company, Service Specialist always has names and resumes ready for your perusal that are not out there on LinkedIn and some of that stuff because they're, again, trying to keep it quiet. 662-832-5138 or servicespecialistltd.com. Alpha Specialties is at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl. They're your trailer-specific professional. They can work with third parties. They have game day trailers and concession trailers built. They do all types of truck accessories. They even repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more, 601-932-9798, or check them out at alphaofms.com. And we're brought to you by um, Corinth Dental. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine seeing something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, Healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Chase, I've got some bad news for you. Mm -hmm. You're going to be really disappointed. Yeah. Um, the uh, 
history lecture that you had been hoping to attend, mm-hmm. it is sold out. What are we talking about? Uh, there's a history lecture that's uh, been super hot. Everyone's yeah, been trying to go, yeah, go right, attend. Right, it, it is yeah, sold out. Yeah. Tickets are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a secondary market on uh, historylectures.com. But, I mean, they're marked up five, six times face value. Thousands are headed here. I would suggest that you come early. Uh, parking, 7 South tailgating can hook you up for your tailgating needs outside of the history building. It took me a minute. I was slow on the uptake. So, yeah, it's a problem. I'd hope to go. Imagine what Lane Kiffin would got if he got tenure. Imagine what his salary would be if he were tenured. I get the frustration for underpaid. I do understand that. But it's a different deal. Can you be more tone deaf? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a completely different deal. But what uh, it does tell you is there is a lack of understanding among so many in academia that you are in business. You are absolutely in business. You don't want to be in business, but you're in business. You have to begin to think about it like a business. And frankly, the customer needs to start pushing back a little sometimes, and I think some of the issues would be resolved. The last two years have been revelatory. We're going on two years now. The last two years have been revelatory of just how many people in academia don't understand that you're in business. It's kind of back to, was it, was it Sandra Knipsel? Ask Nut, remember his first day mm-hmm. about that, and he he gave kind of a diffusing, funny anecdote or something along those lines at the at the time. I know it's just, I mean, this is not a new a new conversation, um, because I think you're, and I think a lot of times it's almost more, fu- you know, it's frustrating to funding and different things in areas in general. I mean, some 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 things along those lines as much as anything else, um. Is there a great need for history majors right now in the real world? I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest. Is there? I mean, I guess to go to law school and stuff like that, maybe. But is there a great need for history? I mean, I mean, if, you're, if, if my daughter called me today and said, hey, I'm switching to history, I'd say, well, I'm coming to get you because I'm not paying for that. I'm just being honest here. I mean, I, it, it was a tone-deaf tweet. And she's one of the ones that's – Looney birds over there. I guess, and, and it's, it's 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 tone deaf. It's insanity. Lane Kiffin, whether you love him or hate him, whether you think it's good or whether you think it's stupid, whatever you may think, and you're you're certainly entitled to your opinion. What can't be denied is that Lane Kiffin has taken an institution that was struggling with enrollment, and he's a big part of the reason that they're no longer struggling with enrollment. And this is happening at other schools. Look at what Nick Saban has done at Alabama yeah, sure. in 15 years. Look at what. I mean, it's only been one season of it, and the uh, applications at Arkansas are up. Is all of that Sam Pittman? Of course not. But Arkansas football on television to a young person watching went from there's nobody there to, oh, that looks like fun. That matters. I mean, the AD, was it the AD at FAU that talked about Kiffin's impact yes. on all their stuff back in the, back that, in the day? Lane Kiffin changed the, the game at, at a place like FAU even, where it's not on TV all the time. Yeah. Career-wise, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm, this is not really necessarily about defending Antwitty or anything else. I mean, frankly, I don't know if there's a time in our history we've ever needed good history teachers more if we're actually going to teach it. I well, mean, good I, ones. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah, if we're going, if we're going to really do it. I mean, we're we're in a cusp of of, of that in a lot of different ways. Um, 
I don't think it was even – I think in a lot of times it's not even necessarily about the thing. It's about I, – I, and again, I, I'm not even trying to defend her necessarily. I'm not at all. Creating conversation is the point more than actually making a point is, is a lot of times I think what happens there. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get yeah. being frustrated about your field. But, I mean, I, both of my parents were in academia. I don't know that you go into academia thinking, hey, I'm going to get rich here. Frankly, think think you know you're not. But I mean, I've the never pe- heard that term. What term? No, I've just called the floaty. I'm reading to the string. But the people who push back on football, the truth is that's football is whether it should or shouldn't be, right? Whether it's because is it insane that football is the front door to the institution? Of course. It's absolute insanity, but it is. And so if you're the one that's figuring out who's worth what, is Lane Kiffin worth seven point whatever million? Yeah. I mean, the guy at Alabama, to his everlasting credit, and he was one of those real academic types, said, frankly, he's referring to Saban, he's frankly, he's underpaid. Oh, that's been the argument for a while at Alabama is that given all the different academic reven- way that everything's changed based off football, that he's probably the most underpaid human being on. You know, it. I mean, you probably could double that salary and give him $20 million a year, and he'd still be – Getting the, credit for his worth. It, however you yeah, want you'd wonder it, whether, yeah. okay, you know, from a true net value, what's he worth? Well, a lot. A lot. Far beyond football. It's very the academic recruiting world. This recruiting the you know the kind of typical college kid with the twenty six, twenty seven ACT and good grades and well rounded. Those kids look at a bunch of schools and it's competitive. That's why you see different scholarship programs and those kind of things. But yeah, I mean athletics matter. People go to visits a lot of times. And they go for for athletic weekends. Go to a football game. What's it like? A lot of kids that maybe come to a football game at Ole Miss in the fall, they're not necessarily cheering for Ole Miss yet. It's kind of looking. Does this look like it would be fun? Do these people look like? Environments and whatnot. Does it look like I would fit into this? You know, I mean, and you've we've been to football games here and other places where you can tell there's energy, and you've been to football games at places where it's dead. Well, when you bring kids to it, kids can feel that too. When you bring a kid to a visit and the environment on the campus that weekend is dead, it's going to be hard to get them. Mm-hmm. You bring a kid to a football weekend, and even if they're not, obviously, the female who's going into you know, business is not playing football. She's not making a decision based on football. And a lot of those kids, have no, they don't, they don't, they're not football fans, but they come to visits and such, and football is what creates the buzz. And you feel buzz. I meant to mention this earlier, Ole Miss, uh, next basketball game, Western Kentucky. It is on uh, Saturday, Saturday night. Yep. 7.30 at night. It's in Atlanta, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, holiday hoops giving for uh, for that one. Is Stansbury still at Western? Yeah. Five and three for the, uh, the, the Hilltoppers. They've lost to South Carolina, 75-64, Memphis, 74-62, and Minnesota, 73-69 on the uh, season. So, no, not bad. No, but I mean – 
if he's trying to actually elevate them in any way, that's not a that's not a good start. Well, that's a one bid league. You have to you got to win it anyway. You win the league, yeah, yeah. So he you, would have had to have won all three of those. He plays those games to condition his team for what's coming. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of Conference USA, I think we're back all in it again here as we uh, as we get done. Yeah, it's probably a. At most, a two-bit league. Yeah. We'll dive into uh, any more uh, Ole Miss coaching carousel stuff. Try to look into that running back thing a little bit, but it feels like LSU in Florida is there. So, as Neil's mentioned, very cheaply, you can subscribe to rebelgrove.com. You should take advantage of that if you haven't. Appreciate you guys in the uh, the stream today. More if you subscribe for 10 years, you get tenure. So, remember that. More, uh, more coming your way here at rebelgrove.com. Talk to you in the morning. Have a good day. Take care. See you then.